0: The foundational verse for all this month has been Proverbs 3:13, Happy is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. And Proverbs is 31 chapters all about how we can be happy in God, how we can have a happy, joy-filled, good life by finding wisdom, finding the wisdom that God has in store for us that he has set into motion that that He has created this earth to work in a certain way, and if we don't find out from Him how we're supposed to do life, man, we're going to be lost and and hurting ourselves so often. So Proverbs is all about finding wisdom and thereby finding happiness. The question I, I started to ask myself this week as I was preparing for this is, okay, what happens when the culture tells us, something different than, than what the Bible tells us. What happens when, when like nothing in our life goes right, when everything is going wrong, when everything looks hopeless around us, when fear and depression and anxiety are just consuming us and everything inside of us says, "Oh, it's just better to run. It's better to run away from my problems, better to run away from this hardship because we're going to experience hardship in our lives. I mean, how many of you guys have like a hard decision that you have to make? Here in the next few months, Or how many of you guys have something that, that God's asking you to give up for him, for other people? How many of you guys have a situation that you feel like you have like zero control over? And like, on the other side of, of this thing is death. like, man, God, if you, if you make me go through this, I'm going to die. I can't make it. We have hard decisions, hard circumstances. All throughout our lives. That, that's part of living in this broken, fallen world. In fact, I, I think many of us can often feel like this guy here. Check out this clip. you guys feel like that sometimes? I mean, is there a little bit of anxiety in you? (laughs) Like, okay, I'm sweating a little bit, a little bit of sweat, just gotta rub it off, it's on my palm, it's gonna be okay. If you have not experienced in life that feeling through circumstances or things that have happened to you or things that, that God is calling you to do, just be prepared, it's gonna happen. Life is so hard. And if we're trying to do it on our own, the fear about what's on the other side of that fog can be all consuming. If we're trying to figure this thing out on our own, we we play the what if rodeo. Like, okay, what if nothing works out? What if my plans fail? What if what if on the other side of this I die? What if I make the wrong decision? What if everything goes wrong? Like we can what if ourselves to death and that fear can just consume us and and cripple us to where we're like okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna sit in my house all day and i'm not gonna move because if i don't move i'm not gonna get hurt if we allow that fear of man just like that guy that's standing up there looking down at this foggy abyss below him and he's like he's looking around like is this a smart idea i don't know but here we go it, it's insane but so much of our lives can be just like that. What's on the other side of the fog? What's on the other side of obedience? As we wrap up our sermon today, we're going to be camping out in my favorite verse in Proverbs, one that is, has seen me through the storms of life over and over and over again. It's, it's the, the foundation by which I get through hard times circumstances, and that is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding, and seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. And this verse has carried me through some, some dark times of my life where everything around me looked hopeless, where everything around me was telling me to just run away or to hide, and I had to just grit it out and say, okay, God, I don't know what to believe right now, but I'm just going to have to cling on to this truth and trust you that you are good and that you are sovereign in spite of what I can see. And if we will apply this verse to our lives, it's like a warm blanket to our souls in some hard times. You know, the storms of life are going to come. The world says that in those storms, like the world will tell you, trust in money and success with all your heart. So God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. The world's saying, trust in money with all your heart. If you just have enough money, you can build up this security net around you and nothing will ever happen to you. Well, I got news for you. Money is, is fickle and it can go away like that. You think about the 2008 Stock crash, where people were losing millions of dollars like that. And because people were trusting in money with all their hearts, do you know that, that the 2008 financial crisis was the catalyst for over 10,000 suicides worldwide? Over 10,000 people had all of their hope wrapped up in this money that they thought was so sure that they thought would save them. And when it went away, all of their hope and all of their self-worth went with it. And money is a, a fickle God. The world will also tell you to trust in relationships with all of your heart, that, that if you can just get the right relationship, if you can get the right friendship, if you can get the right spouse, that, that everything will be perfect and it will all take care of itself. Well, i got news for you. Relationships are really hard. If you have not already experienced this, friendships are hard. It's so hard doing life with somebody. And just from experience of someone who's married, marriage is so hard, guys. You have no idea how hard it is. My married folk in the house can attest to this. Marriage is hard. And if we're putting all of our hope in a relationship Man, it's going to come crumbling down around us one day. It is not a solid foundation to hang on to. The world will also tell you to trust in like, your health with all of your heart. Man, if you can just exercise enough and take good enough care of your body, you're going to be like, like Rob Lowe from Parks and Rec. You're just going to be the perfect super, superhuman, and you're never going to get sick. Man, People get diagnosed with cancer from an early age all the time. People get in car wrecks all the time. You can only do so much to protect yourself from the pain and heartache of this life, even if you have perfect health. It is not a a solid foundation to rest on. You know, the storms of life are coming. If you're not already in a storm, take hope. It's coming. It's going to be hard. And so we have to prepare ourselves now. Okay, how are we going to manage the storms when they come? When we're in the midst of, of conflict or of, of loss or of things not going like we planned, I think a lot of times it can feel like we're in the middle of a blizzard. Check out my, my blizzard here. Just, just feel the chill. Just imagine like you're out in the middle of the forest and you're having to battle this. Go out there in your t-shirt and your shorts and see how long you last. If we're doing life on our own, and we're out in the middle of the the blizzard of life, the trials of life, the the hard circumstances of life, we're out there without God. It's like being out there in shorts and a t-shirt, and you're going to end up looking like this guy. Like Within within several minutes, you're going to be my Iceman just miserable. Can you imagine how cold that guy is right now? He's like like seconds away from death. He has a chunk of ice on his face. If we're not doing things with God, if we're not, if we're not resting on the solid foundation of God, then we are left vulnerable to the elements like this guy. But if we'll trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, if we'll put all of our hope on the only sure foundation that has stood the test of time for thousands of years, if we'll put our hope in Him, man, it's like being in the middle of a blizzard, but in a a warm log cabin. Like, just imagine. It's freezing out there. There's snow all all over the place. But it's warm inside. Not because the the elements are, are less harsh, but because of the shelter that they're in. When, when we put ourselves into God, into his presence, when we choose to trust him in spite of the circumstances around us, our circumstances often don't change right away. But we can still be at peace. We can still enjoy life, not because of easier circumstances, but because we're choosing to cling to the solid foundation of trusting the Lord. And so we're going to break down this verse a little bit here today. We'll begin in verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. So what does it mean to trust? Well, just a simple definition to get us all on the same page. Trust is firm belief in the reliability, the truth, the ability, or the strength of someone or something. It's a a firm belief. It's not wishy-washy like oh, well, I, I kind of trust that, that this building's not going to collapse on us today. No, if you didn't trust that this building was not going to collapse, you wouldn't be in here. I wouldn't be in here. No chance. If I thought there was any chance of this building coming down on me, I would be outside far away. But we trust in the integrity. There's a firm belief in the reliability of the construction workers that put this together. And so we are in here. Humans are designed to trust. We are, we are created for trust. You, know, you, get, you hear a lot of people that say, I trust no one and nothing but myself. Well, I got news for them. They are still trusting something. They're trusting themselves. Everyone trusts something. Just think about how many of you guys have ever driven in a car, ridden in a car, been in a car, seen a car. How many of you guys know what a car is? All of us have been inside of a car. How many of you guys have been inside of a car that's doing like 80 miles an hour? Don't throw your parents under the bus. They wouldn't speed, right? Don't throw yourself under the bus, drivers in here. We've all been in cars going like 80 miles an hour. I would never do that. I would never speed. But like some people, some people, I'm kidding, I speed a lot. I don't know if you guys have thought about this. When you're in a car going 80 miles per hour down the highway. You are next to other missiles going 80 miles per hour. And what do people do while they're in their cars? They talk on their phone. They text. They have a donut in one hand, and they're driving with their knee. They're driving a missile 80 miles per hour down the highway with other missiles while eating a donut and texting their friend. Why? Why do we do this? Well, we, we trust in the reliability of a car. We trust in our own ability to drive the car and not get ourselves in a wreck. Which, by the way, if you're trusting yourself not to get in a wreck while you're doing all that stuff, texting and driving and eating a donut, you're trusting the wrong thing. You're going to die. Don't do that. We trust things all the time. What about hand sanitizer? How many of you guys use hand sanitizer? Like Germ-X? We use it in my household. Why do we use hand sanitizer? Because somebody one time told us that it was good for us. How many of you guys have ever seen evidence that hand sanitizer works? You've, like, you've seen the bacteria dying in your hand, like you've seen the germs. Oh, help me, hand sanitizer. germex, I'm running away. Like we haven't seen with our eyes that this liquid that we put on our hands actually works, right? But we trust, we trust like, I don't know, this company told me that it was good and so I'm going to use it and just, it's better than nothing, right? Like, we're putting more trust in Germex oftentimes than we put into God. Like, we we trust in the reliability of this liquid that we're rubbing under our hands that it's going to help us and it's going to save us Yet it's so hard for us at times to trust in the living God that he's going to protect us and save us and see us through. But God promises, he promises, and God never lies. He promises, if you will just trust me, then I will take care of you. I will see you through the storms of life. And I'll get you to the other side of it. But it takes trusting the Lord with All of our heart. So what does it look like to trust the Lord with all of our heart? Bear with me one moment. I have a ladder. And we're going to see if we trust this ladder. Demonstration purposes. What does it look like for me not to trust this ladder? If I am not... Trusting in this ladder, yet I need to get up to the top. maybe it might it might look something like this like <laughs> okay, I can do this I can. Is that trusting the ladder? Is that me using the ladder to its full potential? Is that, is that me, like, being able to enjoy the ladder to its full potential? No. What can you do while you're doing this? Nothing. I can't even paint something. Like, I can hold on for like three seconds, maybe. Maybe if I worked out more. What does it look like to trust the ladder? It means, okay, this ladder... I'm just going to, tr- I don't know who built this ladder. Maybe the guy in the warehouse when he was putting this ladder together was like, I don't know, playing a game. He was playing Angry Birds on his phone while he screwing it together, but I, don't, I just got to trust it. And so, okay, I'm going to take a step. Is this trusting the ladder to its full potential? No, because I got to go higher. I got to, okay, we're just going to keep going. We're going to see. How high do I trust this ladder? Now, I haven't gone beyond this rung this morning when my tests, but we're just gonna see. How's it go? Is that trusting the ladder? Like, all of my weight is on this ladder. If this ladder falls, I am dead. I'm breaking my back. I'm like, I'm 200 pounds here. That's a lot of weight to be hitting that stage and that rock there. Like, But I'm having to put all of my weight, all of my hope is on this ladder. That it won't fall, that it won't fail me. Because I know that it's solid. I know that it's secure. When God asks us to trust him, when God says, trust me with all of your heart he's not saying trust me by clinging on one foot on the ground one foot on the ladder he's saying no just keep climbing keep climbing to the top I'm gonna hold you I'm gonna see you through I'm gonna make you secure and so how are we doing with trusting the Lord with trusting God with all of our heart Because I think a lot of times, most of us, myself included, can trust the Lord like the first scenario. Like, okay, I'm going to trust you, but I'm going to have my backup plan. I'm going to have my backup plan to my backup plan. And God, if you don't come through, then I'm going to take care of myself. But how are we doing with trusting God with all of our heart? Trusting that the things that he has called us to are good and that he's going to see us through to the other side. Is God asking you to give up a sin, an addiction? Maybe you have a a pornography addiction, and yet you have full access to your smartphone in your pocket with no restrictions on it. That is so foolish. Maybe God's asking you, telling you, hey, talk to your parents, get some restrictions on there. Or, hey, throw your phone away. What is God asking you to do? Maybe you're, you're so anxious about your future, like what's going to happen then? What's going to go wrong? What if I fail? What if I don't do this? What if this happens? And God's telling you, hey, let go of hugging the ladder and just climb up to the top with me. I'll see you through. We've got to trust God with all of our hearts. Not just a little bit, all of our hearts. And then it says, do not depend on your own understanding. So we trust the Lord with all of our hearts, but we don't depend on our understanding of things. Why is that? Because our understanding of situations is dangerous. We're dumb. I I, I do dumb things all the time because my understanding is so limited. Like, I, I understand what I understand, which is not a lot. I know like one 100 trillionth of all the information in the universe, and that's even giving myself credit. Like, I know way less, especially way less than God. And so God's telling us, man, don't depend on your own understanding. Depend on God, the one who has infinite understanding, that knows literally Everything. He knows the right decisions to make. He knows the wrong ones. He knows the ones that are going to bring you happiness and joy and the ones that are going to bring you destruction and death. He's saying, Don't depend on your own understanding. Trust in me. We're constantly wrong. We're constantly putting ourselves in dangerous situations. I, I think back on uh, probably three months ago, my friend Joel, he's uh, the drummer over in the main service. You'll see him. He also works on staff. Look at that, that debonair picture there. I almost murdered Joel. So, I was in the, the staff cafe one day, and Esther Micken was in there making two cups of coffee. I was like, Esther, who are you making that coffee for? And she said, oh, one's for me and one's for Joel. And I said, oh, great. I'm going to prank Joel. It's going to be hilarious. Hang on. And so I go to the cabinet, and I grab a bag of peanuts, and I pour them in, and she looks at me, and she goes, ah, what are you doing? i was like, I'm putting peanuts in there. What do you think I'm doing? It's going to be hilarious. He's going to drink it. He's going to be, oh, oh, there's peanuts in here. It's going to be hilarious. I am awesome. She said, he is deathly allergic to peanuts. Are you trying to murder him? I'm like, oh, my gosh, I was. I mean, not on purpose, but I, I almost killed my friend, literally. If she hadn't been there, I would have accidentally murdered him. Like, as he's dying on the ground, as I'm sitting there like, hey, Joy, you want some coffee? <laughs> Why aren't you breathing? What's, what's happening? Oh no. oh, no. God, 911. Like, I, I don't know what I would have done, but I would have killed him. All because of my own limited understanding. I didn't understand the whole situation. I didn't know everything that was going on. Many of us make decisions all the time based on our own limited understanding, yet it gets us in trouble. Remember our verse from last week, there's a man, a way before each man that seems right, but it ends in death and destruction. And so we can't rely on our own understanding. Our understanding is so limited. We have to rely on someone greater than us, and that someone is God. And so what is your biggest burden in life right now? What's the thing that, that you wake up thinking about, that you go to bed thinking about? What's the thing that, that gives you that, that anxiety, that, that tight stomach throughout the day? What's, what's your biggest burden? Are you looking to your own understanding of it, or are you looking to God? Have, you, have we even asked God, hey God, what do you think about this? God, how do I act in this situation? I have no idea. Would you help me? Would you give me wisdom? And the Bible says if we will ask God for wisdom and not doubt him, that he will give it to us abundantly, that he loves to answer that prayer. So we have to be asking for his understanding and not our own. The verse goes on to say, Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. So how do we seek His will? Well, we're going to roll through a couple of verses right now that clearly demonstrate. First, we've we got to study Scripture. Man, if we're not in the Word on a day-in, day-out basis, on a regular basis, if we're not hearing from God's wisdom and His Word, then we're, we're hindering ourselves. We're cutting our legs out from under our feet. Like, like, we are going to be hurting ourselves by not hearing from God and instead trusting in our own understanding Hebrews four twelve for the word of God is alive and powerful sharper than the sharpest two edged sword cutting between soul and spirit joint and marrow and it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires the word of God is alive and God wants to use His word to give you understanding in these hard situations but we have to seek it out we have to seek it out with all of our heart what else do we do to seek His well we we seek godly advice. Each of you has godly people in your life, around you, maybe not at home, but you at least have it here. But many of you do have it at home. You have godly parents that have a lot of wisdom. Man, what would it look like for you just to go to them and be like, hey, I don't know what to do here. What, what should I do? And just get some counsel, get some wisdom. You have pleaders. You have you have if you want to come ask me or, or Jocelyn, us on staff, you have people in your life that would love to give you counsel and advice because we have more, more experience than you do. Proverbs 15, plans go wrong for lack of advice, but many advisors bring success. And then we have to be praying. Man, if we're not praying and asking the Lord for his help and his wisdom, then again, we're robbing ourselves of joy. We're robbing ourselves of happiness. We're robbing ourselves of, of the fulfillment of these promises that God wants to do in our lives. I'm just going to read the first part. Well, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done, and you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. If we will just pray to him and seek his will, He will guard our hearts and minds with peace. How many of you guys want peace? Man, I do. But we have to be bringing these needs, these burdens to the Lord and getting His opinion on them. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in everything you do and He will direct your path. He'll show you which path to take. Life is full of fear, but if we will trust God and we'll depend on his understanding and seek him above everything else, that he will see us through to the end. Let's jump back to that clip and see how that ends. Yeah, on the other side of the anxiety and the fear is such adventure and excitement that we have never experienced before in our lives. If we will just choose to trust God and trust that on the other side of this painful trial, on the other side of this painful circumstance, on the other side of this thing that I don't understand, God, i got to trust that you're going to see me through. Band, you guys can make your way up and wrap up with a quick story of how this has played out in my own life. So my son, Mark, was not always my legal son. So we chose to foster, to adopt, and we got Mark as an infant. We got him out of the NICU, and he he was a, a teeny, tiny little guy. We got him three days after he was born. We brought him home, and me and my wife, we stayed up late each and every night with this screaming baby that was detoxing from cocaine, and like this poor little guy was just in so much pain. We stayed up with him night after night, just singing to him. I remember my wife saying amazing grace to him like 37 times one night just to get him to go to sleep. We poured so much into him. Four months down the road, you can see my next picture of this happy little guy. Man, this this little boy was was a light in our home, and we got a call one night, four and a half months after we got him from the hospital, saying, "Hey, this is CPS. We're coming to get him tomorrow. We're gonna take him back home. He's going home to be with his biological mom." And man, the crushing weight of that—it felt like the fog of that base jumper times a, a thousand. God, this is, this is my son. God, I have raised him. I, I, I know I didn't, we didn't give birth to him, but, but I have poured everything into him. I love him so dearly. How could you do this? And the fear was overwhelming me. And I remember the day after he left, just weeping, weeping, weeping. I, I cried more than I ever have in my life and I prayed harder than I ever have in my life. My prayers began with, God, how could you do this? This isn't fair, that's my son whom I love. How could you rip him out of my home to go back to where I don't even know, is he safe? Is he being cared for? Is he being sung to? Is he being loved? My prayer began with complaint, but over the next several months, God was speaking to me about his goodness and his sovereignty to where my prayer then changed to, God, I don't like it, but I have to trust because you are 100% good and you are 100% sovereign, meaning that everything that happens is, is under the umbrella of your goodness and your sovereignty. And i got to trust that even though this is painful and even though I hate this, that, that you're going to see me through to the other side and that you're going to take care of this. And that even if I don't ever get to see Mark again in my entire life, that you love him infinitely more than even I do. So God, I'm going to have to choose to trust you. And it was so hard to choose to trust God in this. Fast forward 10 months after he left, we, no contacts, after the first month or so, we get a call saying, hey, can we bring Mark back to your home? So Mark came, comes back 10 months after we had seen him, and the joy that filled Lindsay and I, it it was, it, was, it was incredible, unspeakable. A week after that, they called us again and said, hey, we're coming to pick him up again. We're taking him back home. The roller coaster of emotions with this boy has been insane, but God taught me through the first ten months. All right, Lord, I don't like it again. I, in fact, I, I hate this, God. But Lord, I'm going to choose to trust you and trust that you are in control, that you are sovereign, that you are good. And a week after he went back to his home, they called us again and said, "Hey, can he come back?" I'm like, "Yes, of course he can." Three, four months later, six months later, I don't remember. Months later, we got to adopt him. We got to make this boy our own. Mark's story has been that of a roller coaster and has been that of, of God testing our faith unlike like, almost anything we've ever experienced but God taught us in that that if we will choose to trust him if we will choose to seek his will over our own that even if we don't like the circumstances even if we don't like how things turn out that he's going to take care of us he's going to see us through so what are you going through right now that that feels like the fog feels like you can't see on the other side of it. It feels like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to be okay. You don't know if God's going to come through. If we will choose to trust him with all of our hearts. He's going to see us through. And again, it I didn't I didn't like that Mark left. I didn't like that he left again. That it came like But God took care of him. God saw the situation through because of his goodness, because of his sovereignty. There's a Corey Ten Boom quote. She was a, a Holocaust survivor. She says, Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to this God that we know is good and sovereign. I want you to grab your pen and paper and just ask the Lord, God, what what way am I not trusting you? What situation am I not trusting you to come through? And what thing are you calling me to do that I'm not trusting that you'll see me through to the other side? Whatever it is, write it down. And then just write out your prayer to the Lord. God, help me to trust you. Help me to seek your will above all else. You guys can keep on writing as we respond. We're gonna... Take communion together, or we just celebrate what Jesus has done for us. We got our tithe. We're gonna worship the Lord together. So often, worship is warfare. It's battling for your own heart, your own mind. It's battling battling against the enemy. And so let's sing out with all of our hearts, all of our souls, all of our minds to this God that is so worthy of our trust. Would you guys pray with me. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for yourself. God, thank you that you are completely sovereign and you're completely good. God, thank you for the trial of losing Mark. God, so you could teach me how to trust you over my circumstances. Lord, and thank you for bringing him back. God, I pray for each and every person in here that is walking through whatever struggle of their own they have. Whatever fog of life is threatening to consume them, God, would you help them to trust you? Help me to trust you. And God, would you see us through? Lord, do above and beyond all that we can ask or even imagine so that you will get all the glory and that we get the joy. Lord, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you are for us. We give our hearts and our minds to you afresh this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.